In today's episode, I talk with Erin Berry about what not giving a fuck means to her and the importance of self-care and boundaries. Hello, and welcome to Reconsidering Words, where we go deeper into the language of dating, relationships, and authenticity. Erin Berry is a love, pleasure, and relationship coach and embodiment teacher. She considers herself a soul midwife as her divine purpose in life is to help bring you back home to your true essence and original wholeness. She helps get relationships unstuck by helping women create a relationship with their most authentic self and reclaim balance in their life, mind, body, and soul, and step back into bliss. I am here talking with Erin Berry, and we are talking about not giving a fuck. And I have, they're not really definitions, but two examples. The first one, this gained some popularity by the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And they talk about in the book, the key to being happier is to stop trying to be positive all the time and instead to become better at handling adversity. And the second kind of related is no fucks given. And on Urban Dictionary, it says this is a state of mind in which when a situation normally you would throw a fit and give a fuck about but instead, you move on as if nothing has happened. So we're going to discuss this and find out a little bit more if there's a different way of looking at this as well. So hi, Erin. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. We are going to be talking about not giving a fuck. So, Love it. <laughs> yeah, let's start off with what is your definition of not giving a fuck? Yeah, so I think... For me, it comes more from like a self-love, self-care perspective, which is that a lot of people that I've worked with and myself personally included have really cared way too much about what other people were thinking. And I've adjusted or seen other people adjust their behavior and how they show up to kind of accommodate what other people think. And then they're not showing up authentically, which creates all sorts of issues on its own. Yeah. When you say your theory, it's more about not accommodating to what other people think and more focusing on you being authentic. How would you say this theory or philosophy has affected your life for the better? Like, can you give an example? Yeah. I mean, I think a huge moment of me stopping giving fucks was when I got divorced I mean, and there was a point uh, right around then where, you know, you get into this like internal battle almost where you're like, what are people going to think of me? You know, and then, you know, you get in the middle of this situation where it's pretty much out of your control. And honestly, I found it to be incredibly freeing because I realized in that moment that it didn't really matter because one of the things that I realized through the end of my marriage and getting divorced was that my needs and desires were just as important as everybody else's. And so if someone couldn't fully accept me, that was okay because I don't, not everybody has to like me. So, yeah. And I feel like through that and releasing that idea, the people who were not accepting me for who I am just fell away, which created space then 
for amazing people who did see me the way I wanted to be seen to fill in. Yeah, definitely. Just realizing that not everyone has to like you and did this increase your energy or your attitude? Like what did that look like? Yeah. I mean, I've been on a journey of self-love for the last 20 years, but I think this just took it to a whole other level because it was this level of owning myself in a way that I never had. Like really, I realized through that whole experience, I didn't have any boundaries. I mean, this just opens Pandora's box, right? But that I really was living as an angry martyr, putting everybody else's needs before my own. And so I really started to figure out what it was that I loved and who it was that I was now at that point in my life. And it just brought me so much more joy and contentment. Like I really was, became comfortable in my own skin. And it just took all of that to another level and it continues to, you know, it's still like this ongoing process, but yeah, like I said, it, there was so much freedom on the other side of releasing the need to be liked or seen as fitting in by other people. Yeah, that's so interesting because I, I know I've heard this word and maybe it's thrown around a lot and kind of in the no fucks given um, definition where they say like, they kind of ignore it or don't care. It's so interesting that on the other hand, when you're working with this, that it sounds like it's actually helped you create boundaries instead of letting people step on you. So how, how did you like activate? So when you you kind of started caring more about yourself then. So it was like the no folks given were more to you owning who you were. And then it wasn't you saying, I don't care. It was you saying, I'm going to be me. I don't care if you don't want this. Is that? Well, so my favorite word of all times is sovereignty. And it's one that I really live by or try to stand in, right? I'll watch myself kind of waver. I'll fall out and be like, oop, nope, I got to get back into my sovereignty. One of my favorite things. Oh, can you actually just give us a definition of that? I I know that's a common word that's popping up a lot. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So to me, it means like ruling myself, like being the queen of my own reality. Like when I talk about it. So when I talk to my clients, a lot of times what I'll say, I'm introducing all these words, but everyone is an asshat to some extent, right? Because they're all trying to like flavor, like every, every situation that these people get into with other people, they're making it about themselves. And we're all, to some extent, we do that. But then there's those of us who make it about everyone else and not ourselves. So, and really it's not like we were talking before we started recording, it's to me, there are people, right? There's, I think, okay, I gotta, I gotta talk this one out. So in society, we've been kind of conditioned to think that if we consider and take care of ourselves, that we're selfish. And there are definitely people out there who are right. Like I remember being called like selfish when I decided to take care of myself. Or, you know, could open that whole can of worms with like narcissism or whatever. But honestly, like considering and taking yourself first makes you better for everyone else around you or taking care of yourself first. So there's that aspect of it. But also 
when we are so full of ourselves and what we need, we're not coming from this place of being tapped out. We're coming from a place of overflow. So then we can actually consider other people's needs and we actually have more capacity to be there for other people. The problem I run into a lot is that I see people, and I'm guilty of this as well, where we are all running around on empty and we just continue to tap ourselves out. And then we become bitter and then we become resentful. And then we're pissed and we're giving fucks about how people aren't like celebrating the things we did that they may or may not have even asked us to do. So that's more what I mean when I talk about giving zero fucks, because you have to honor yourself first. And it's not that you don't care, but we have to stop caring so much. Yeah. I like when you kind of what you said, there are people who care only about themselves and there are people who care about everyone else, but not themselves. Um, yeah, that's such a great point. And especially, um, I, I definitely know that women, it tends to be, they do focus and have been trained to care about others and be selfless. The self-care can even just be making sure you eat three meals a day because moms, teachers, just anybody, like how many times do you really get three meals a day? Um, so yeah, so I definitely think if people want to consider that, like what is the difference? There's a big difference between self-care and being greedy and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, and even with those who are being greedy to me, most of the time, that's a very unconscious act. And really everyone's just trying to get their needs met. So even the person who is giving away all of their energy and not like taking care of themselves at the expense of taking care of others, they may have a need to be needed. You know what I mean? So it really is looking at actually, like, I, I was just talking about this earlier, like around attachment theory and what we're really up to in relationship and trying to get our needs met and how we are activated and all of that delicious stuff. But yeah, self-care, it's so funny. And it, it pretty much is really like over-talked about these days, you know, and I think we can even create like guilt and shooting around our self-care if it doesn't look a certain way. Like I talk a lot about pleasure as self-care. It's like one of the most important self-cares as far as I'm concerned, right? But everyone's going to have a different definition of it. So it's really figuring out what you need. And that I think is part of the zero fucks given aspect of this and being conscious of it. You know what I mean? Otherwise we're just going to keep acting it out. Right. If you, you just really need to take a nap and like you have that critical mind, like how would you use that zero fucks given in that situation to just be able to relax. <laughs> well, I think the first thing, especially if you've got a critical mind is to schedule that nap, put it on your calendar, which is actually really great advice for everybody. Like I remember when, when the, I first got that advice and feeling my own resistance come up against it. And then the person's like, that's for you. You know, like we forget, we forget our, ourselves we give zero fucks about ourselves usually and like a ton of fucks about everybody else. You know what I mean? So that's the first thing. And then also realizing like taking that 20 minutes or whatever for that nap is really going to make you more efficient in everything else you do. Then you show up better for everyone else in your world, which is the whole point of self-care really. Definitely. Um, changing a little bit. So how has 
giving zero fucks affected your like relationships with people and dating? Like, how does that show up? How has it changed from what it used to be? Yeah. So I used to kind of show up as what I thought everyone else wanted, right? Like maybe not quite putting all my needs and desires out there. I even received this book a long time ago that was like how to show up as like unavailable in relationships, which then of course attracts exactly that to you. Like there's some really crappy relationship advice out there. I was so confused how to show up as unavailable. (laughs) It was a book called the rules and it was really like how to show up as an avoidant person or an emotionally playing hard to get how to play hard to get. So you attract someone, but the problem with that is then you're not really showing who you are authentically. So my whole journey around this has really been like figuring out, like I said, figuring out who I am authentically and then starting to really honor that, which is really scary because I think so many of us have been taught that we will be rejected if we show certain parts of ourselves. So it's the work of actually loving and accepting yourself so that you don't not show up meeting all of your needs so that you attract people that you give fucks about, you know, it's like, we're giving fucks to the wrong people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. I really like that. So let me process this. So you said you're not giving fucks to the wrong people because you're being authentic to yourself. So you attract people who give a fuck about you. Right. When you give a fuck about yourself, you start to attract people who appreciate and love the things that you appreciate and love about yourself. So like a really great example of this is in my marriage. When I got married, I was very, very young. I hadn't really started my self-love journey yet. And I didn't really love myself, but it turns out he didn't really like me either. So basically our agreement around our relationship was that we talked crap about me. But then as I went through my self-love journey and started to really appreciate who I was, I started to stand up for myself. I started to give a fuck about me and less about what he thought. And it really shifted the dynamic in our relationship. And now I'm relating with people. My partner now is someone that sees me for exactly who I am and appreciates all these things about me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So if you give a fuck about yourself, you're going to attract people who give a fuck about you. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a bumper sticker or something. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's beautiful. How, how, have, so, I mean, I'm going to assume then in friendships, it's the same thing. When you care about yourself, then you're going to attract these other friends who care about you, who, and who support you. hundred percent. I would say that in the last four years, I have gone through more relationships and, you know, in my past life, I would have thought that I was a failure at being a friend, but really what's happened is that I'm more apt to release somebody who is no longer aligned with who I am, you know, which on the flip side, I'm probably not aligned for them either. Like if someone as in a friendship is not meeting my need, I'm probably not meeting theirs either. 
Yeah, never really thought about it like that. <laughs> yeah, but we're conditioned to think that we're failures if something ends, which is not the case. Like we just got what we needed or came for in that relationship. And like I mentioned earlier, when you release that, then you create space. And, and this has been my experience. Every single time that space has been created, someone else shows up that is even more in alignment for where I'm at now, because we're, we're constantly changing and growing. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So, I mean, it's, it sounds like it's kind of a courageous thing. Like, was there a turning point for you? And I know you talked about your divorce, but like, like what kind of like pushed you over the edge or made you able to continuously choose this? Well, I think that was probably a huge catalyst. And then I'll, I'll never forget a conversation I had. I think I was, I think the person was in my divorce class that I took and it was like a, just this awareness I had, I was telling him that I thought I was such a freak. Like, look at my big freak flag. I like all these really weird things. And he's like, you're not a freak. That's like you being authentic. And so it was just even having that reflection and really like, for me, it was the, the way it made me feel to be in alignment with who I am authentically. There's a, there was a moment actually before that, before my divorce that probably sums this up the best. It's a, um, I learned it in a Joe Dispenza book and I was in this meditation class and it was talking about the gap, the gap between who you authentically are versus who you're presenting to the world to be. And in that moment, I had this like, oh shit moment, because I realized my gap was so massive. I was presenting to the world, the perfect suburban housewife, white picket fence, mom persona. And I was dying on the inside because it was so out of alignment with who I truly am. So now it's like, I feel good in my own skin. And I've just really, it's been a, a process and it's not perfect. Like I can still get hurt when I feel like somebody is not accepting me or, you know, we don't get along, but it's just reminding myself of all the amazing people. Like I'll drop into gratitude, like ugh, just, just start thinking about all the amazing humans in my world and who support me and love me, all my amazing friends, and my family, you know, and that's really what keeps me going. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So you said the gap was so big and I'm just curious. So as you kind of, you're leaning more and more and more into your authenticity, is there still stuff like, do you just feel, can you share most of yourself with everyone, but then like who you really are, but are there things that you feel should like you can own them, but like they don't need to be shared or or along those lines. Yeah. I think it's a personal preference thing. Like I'm pretty much an open book. Like I was even just reflecting recently that my ex-husband would get mad at me if I shared certain things with other people. Cause he was such a private person for me. I feel like by sharing my experience and this is just my personal like opinion and what I've chosen to do. So I'm not, this isn't like advice, but I feel like through showing up vulnerably and authentically and being like, I've messed up like plenty of times, like, here's my journey. Maybe you can learn something through what I've been through so that you don't have to like experience all of it. You know what I mean? But honestly, no, I have ended 
several relationships with people who could not love and accept me for exactly who I, I am. And although that is very hard and still hurts and is painful and you still have to grieve, like it is deeply honoring to be like, wow. And I still chose me. I still put myself first. Wow. Oh my goodness. That just sounds like that takes some courage and bravery. I just, like even just hearing you say that, it's like, ah, um, yeah. So it's great that you're that strong. Um, whew, yeah. It's a work in progress. I mean, I've been working right. on it for 40 some years now. So right. Oh, <laughs> to wow. be continued. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, yeah. I, I don't even know how to just kind of absorbing that. I was just, I think that just takes so much and so much practice, like you're saying, because I mean, it's true. You can lose people. And I mean, you're just going full force. Just take me 100% as, a, as I am, which I think is great. Yeah. Whew. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if everyone did that? <laughs> right? I know. We've been, you know, we've been so conditioned to believe that we are supposed to show up a certain way and be the same. But that can't possibly be true because we're all unique individuals. So of course we're not going to show up the same way or like that would, that would kill a romantic relationship. Like we always think we want our person to be like us, but then the minute they are, we're like, we lose the attraction. It's actually our differences that create the passion, you know, and the interest. I mean, gosh, I love my like quirky friends that are so different from me you know it's like we meet on these certain things but then it's really all their uniqueness that's so attractive you know yeah definitely oh well yeah thank you for sharing all that is there any last things that you would like to say about zero fucks given or self-love or any of that yeah I mean just to meet yourself with compassion I think is the biggest thing like a lot of times when I'm talking to my clients, it's like, how long have you been doing the thing that you've been doing? And I think so much of the time we have a new awareness and we think, oh, good. I understand different now. I'm going to do things differently, which is definitely the first step. But you've been doing things another way for so long that it's going to take a lot of awareness and patience to start to shift that. I always think we were talking about yoga earlier, the samskaras, those ruts that you create, like you've got to fill that one in and then you've got to create a different pathway that's healthier for you. So it kind of goes against self-love to beat yourself up. If every time you bust yourself doing something an old way, you're mean to yourself. So kind of almost meet it with humor. Like, oh, you are so, you know, you'll watch it get sneakier and sneakier as you become more and more aware of what you're doing. So just find some humor and compassion for yourself and celebrate the fact that you are choosing to love yourself more and to give a little less fucks to those that don't deserve them. Oh, yeah, that is great advice. And as we come to the last question, is there a self-care practice that you do or that you'd like to recommend? Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty simple and it's what we've been talking about this whole time, but it's really, when it comes to self-love, especially it's this keep returning over and over to the focus on yourself. So it's this learning to consider yourself, which is how you start to put yourself first. So it's really checking in with, if someone wants you to do something, is that in alignment with you? Is it what you truly desire? 
and to start really checking in. It might be every decision at the beginning, you know, but to actually start to put yourself first and to realize it's the most selfless thing you can do. Oh yeah. No, that's beautiful. Um, and where can we find you and do you have anything coming up? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, Erin Berry Bliss. It's currently being constructed, but there's information out there on what's currently going on. And a couple things, I'll have my program again in the spring and there's information out on my website. Um, and then I've got a retreat in Costa Rica in April. So movement and meditation and more of this goodness out there. Beautiful. And you can find me at nightwindcoaching.com and on Instagram at nightwindcoaching. And I will see you all next week. Thank you. Bye.